Welcome to the Mama Theologians podcast. We are an online motherhood ministry on mission to revive spiritual growth in the midst of motherhood. We desire to further equip mothers just like you in theological study, biblical literacy, and spiritual formation. We pray that God will use these offerings for His glory and that He will revive and deepen your growth in Jesus. Today, you're listening to one of our Mama Theologians read their latest essay. This one, along with all of our essays, are also available on our website at mamatheologians.com. If something about this essay inspires you, we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts about it. Connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Theologians. What thoughts come to your mind when you hear the word theologian? You may imagine an older man wearing thick glasses, sitting in an office decorated with multiple degrees, someone academic, philosophical, smart. Maybe you think it's a title for seminary professors, your pastor, or authors of Christian books. Sometimes this title is understood to be similar to that of an astronaut. Years upon years of training, launching into the vastness of outer space, circulating high above the earth. While there's a holy wonder in traveling the cosmos, it's hard to understand the relevance to our own everyday lives, planted firmly on earthly soil. Is this how you envision theologians? Taken from the Greek word theos, meaning God, and logos, meaning word, theology is a study of God. It's a word about God, encompassing what we believe about who he is and how he works in the world. Though we may feel at times he's far away or difficult to comprehend, he makes himself known to us generally through the natural world, then in a special way through the scriptures, revealing the story of how he's worked in the world through the gospel in the person and work of Christ. Paul writes of his desire for the church to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Colossians 2 verses 2 to 3. While there's much to observe about how God works in the world, the gospel enlightens us to his plan of salvation, showing us the fulfillment of his redeeming plan for his people from the beginning of time until his return. So who is a theologian? Mama, it's you. We all think about God on some level, whether it's as we rub our growing belly with wonder at the sovereignty of God, or marveling at the unique personalities of our children created in his image, or the depravity we see as siblings fight and argue, reminding us of the fall. These thoughts don't require a PhD. They're moments of our everyday where we see the truths of the gospel in real time. Just as the sun's gravity pulls the other planets in orbit, our knowledge of God has an effect on the people around us and what we do throughout our day. Our thoughts about the situations we encounter or circumstances reflect what we believe in. It then impacts how and what we teach our children about who they are, what sin is, God's plan for salvation, and our hope in him. It's a privilege and blessing to impart the gospel into the lives of our family and friends. So why grow in our theology? First, to develop our maturity. 
In 2 Peter 1 verse 3 he says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. As we know and understand more about God, by grace we're growing our maturity and expanding our opportunities to respond in obedience. Jen Wilkin writes, Our hearts cannot love what our mind doesn't know. This encourages us in our daily grind to keep knowing God, our priority. Second, to keep us from error. We're bombarded by the values of culture, whether it's news, at work, or social media. These begin to shape our own perspectives, and if we're not careful, we can become entangled with beliefs not in line with Scripture. John's message to the churches in Pergamum and Thyatira in Revelation 2 provide a warning against corrupt teaching, admonishing them to hold on to the gospel. So guarding ourselves with truth isn't a new concept, nor is a warning of false teachers. This message may have been written to the early church, but it's just as important for us today. And thirdly, to fix our eyes on Jesus. Your child wanders off in a store. Panic sets in when you can't find them. Rushing to the nearest retail worker, you ask for help. One of the first questions they ask is, what do they look like? You need to give a description of their physical traits, what they're wearing, so that someone else in the store can recognize them. In a similar way, it's hard to recognize Jesus if we don't know what he looks like. As we learn more about who he is through the word, our thoughts increasingly linger on him and the things that are lovely and pure and praiseworthy, shifting our gaze away from ourselves and onto him. Our worship moves beyond self-absorption and onto holy ground. But how? Mama, these truths aren't about heaping guilt over your already chaotic and busy life. They're an invitation to surrender the chaos and rightly order your priorities. This season isn't going to be forever. You may feel like feeding, diapers, and laundry are going to be your life for eternity, but your children will grow and that dirty clothes pile will reduce. Yet there will always be something else, another activity or piece of doing that will pry our gaze away from the Lord. It's a practice throughout our faith journey to notice the desires of our heart and how they lead us away from Christ. Even now in this stage, there are opportunities to put him first in daily surrender fixing our eyes on him for the glory of God and the good of others. So here's some prayerful takeaways. Mama, growing in the knowledge of God doesn't mean you should click on over to apply for a seminary degree right now. Remember, growth is a slow, patient, yet intentional process. Take some time to reflect on how you've built up your knowledge of God throughout your faith journey. What habits have shaped your spiritual growth? Who have you met along your faith journey and how have they shaped you? Look at all the ways you're already pursuing knowledge of God, whether it's your Bible reading, participation at your local church, Christian books you're reading, or podcasts you're listening to. And then ask, what's your next right step toward rooting yourself more deeply in Christ? And here's a prayer for us. Lord Jesus, plant the seed of desire in my soul to know you more. Help me to hunger and thirst for more of you. Draw near to me as I draw near to you. May your name be like honey on my lips, your word on my heart as the sun rises and as it sets. Lead me in the way everlasting. Finally, here's some practical takeaways. Sign up for a Bible study or small group at your church. You can provide your email at Mama Theologians to receive our newsletter to encourage your spiritual growth to practice memorizing Ephesians with us, 
and check out our articles on Bible study. You can also pick a book to dig a little deeper. You can check out A Little Book for New Theologians by Kelly Capick, None Like Him by Jen Wilkin, or Fix Your Eyes by Amy Gannett. You can also find some othering helps for teaching your children biblical truths at Tiny Theologians. It's a great way to learn alongside your kids and, um, yeah, and give them access to some new resources. Thank you for joining us here. We pray that the Holy Spirit is able to use these words to meet you right where you're at. If this episode resonated, we would be so honored for you to send it to a friend or to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These truly help us to reach more mothers with the love, hope, and spiritual growth that only Jesus can bring. And as always, Mama, in the midst of the busy and hard, yet high and beautiful privilege of motherhood, may you abide in Christ and grow more in love with Him this week.